Hey guys. What I'm going to talk about today is uh, very important. It's an important topic that everyone should know about if they want to have a good life and if they want freedom to manifest in society, if they want to see the end of uh, violence, the end of child trafficking, the end of a lot of the things that bother people, then they must know about natural law. On my library channel, I've uploaded a couple natural law guides. Only one, really, but there's an updated version, version 2, that I just released. And it's got my own personal summary and breakdown uh, in a condensed format PDF file that's easy to print off and give to people who need the knowledge of natural law. And being an anarchist on uh, the Library Anarchy channel, a lot of my viewership may already be tuned in to the concepts of freedom. Uh, they might not have heard of natural law specifically, but a lot of my viewers probably have. And I learned it from Mark Passio, and today I was listening to his most recent podcast or his second most recent, and he was getting pretty heated in the podcast to the point of shutting down his own um, guest speakers who he had specifically scheduled, you know, kind of out of a, a re an angry reaction, and that kind of made me feel kind of but sorry for him on some level. Uh, you know, because he's got a lot of anger, and, uh, you know, it's righteous, justified anger, right? You know, but uh, he might not be dealing with it in the most healthy type of way. Um, certainly, I support him on the whole raging against the machine, you know, on camera, and putting putting it out there for the public to hear, but... You know, angry, anger is kind of a fiery emotion, and uh, if it's not um, checked and balanced and transmuted even, it can lead to destructive behavior patterns, and in that case, I just, you know, I can't, you know, I wasn't there. Uh, it's his show. I don't want to judge him, you know, without walking, you know, the miles that he walks, but it was. It motivated me to. Um, I was thinking about it tonight, just now actually, and it motivated me to kind of step up a little more and um, really break down natural law in a, a single video for people. Probably multiple videos actually. This this information will probably I will probably be revisiting over and over again because uh, it really is the key that unlocks all the master locks in reality, um, but only if it's absorbed in, in, into people's minds and implemented and acted upon. So, you know, my effort with the Library Anarchy channel and uh, my BitChute channel, which is Spirit-Runner, is to, uh, Spirit Runner, is to, um, assist in the uh, great work of, uh, you know, getting the word of natural law out to people so that um, they stop 
doing just terrible, terrible things, you know, in their unconscious um, state of mind, uh, unknowing, you know, in their ignorance and um, nescience of natural law, they, these people, uh, in reality, in these big cities, they, you know, go along with this authoritarianism, they don't stand up for themselves, they don't understand freedom, and they think they're free, which is, you know, just sad, because they're so far away from freedom that it's, it's laughable. And this is in America. I mean, there's worse places than America, but it's not, you know, going, it hasn't been going in a good direction for a long time, in the major cities at least. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful to be outside of that paradigm now, at least, you know, I'm not, at least I'm not living in one of these major cities, you know. Mark still is, Mark Passio, he's still uh, in Philadelphia, and, um, you know, he's real focused on the, the whole teaching natural law thing, and uh, it's a really, really good thing to do. Uh, I think it would make him more happy if people were learning it faster, you know, if people were teaching it more and also actually absorbing the information and then sharing it with other people more in mass i mean that's what that was what he's expressed and um you know i've i've kind of got a different strategy and a different approach to uh teaching this information that i think may be more sustainable in the long run i i have like a fiery leo energy as well and um, whenever I get uh, cortisol, which can come either from anger or stress, uh, I found the best way to transmute cortisol energy and even anger energy is, um, I, I'd say releasing the anger, you know, like on camera, and then righteously talk about what it is making you angry is good. But outside of that, uh, physically, with the cortisol, um, exercise, specifically running, is my go-to exercise. That will burn the cortisol right up and transmute it into, um, you know, something that's very helpful and um, not physically harmful. It'll actually fuel the exercise. And when you're done, after, you know, an hour or two, in my case, of running, you just feel great, you know, it's all lifted off of you, it's all transmuted, and uh, you don't have to worry about phys your physiological health burning out, you know, due to stress or uh, anger. And, um, in my opinion, I don't, I don't know Mark in person, I mean, I've met him two or three times at these con Free Your Mind conferences in the past, but my opinion, he might benefit from um, doing a little more running cardio specifically. Very good for the heart, very good for cortisol, and uh, transmuting anger. But, you know, if, if he's not going to do that, which I, I can't really reach out to him and be his personal trainer or anything like that, but I need to at least step up and do my share of this great work um, just so he's, you know, feels like he, he can take a break and... Um, <laughs> Really, the, my strategy is significantly different because I only do things in general, uh, including the great work. I only do things when I feel like doing them, genuinely. And my my 
thinking on that is that you know you're only gonna you're gonna be best at doing things whatever it is only when you truly feel like doing it once it becomes a burden it kind of uh, you kind of lose your passion for it and um, the quality of your work kind of suffers and you know I'm not saying that's what's happening to Mark he's a very passionate person but he has expressed that uh, it, it can be a bit of a burden for him to be the only, you know, high-quality teacher of natural law. So, for that reason, you know, because I like watching him. I like uh, the information he's put out is, you know, phenomenal. Not just the natural law information, but the um, occult information, you know, about occult history, about symbolism. Uh so many good things in the past on his, you know, t over 200 episode podcast series that uh, it would just be silly for me not to, you know, take up the torch of sharing truth and uh, do my share, you know. And, uh, you know, I began doing that, but the thing about teaching something like this is that it's a, a lifelong path. It's not something that ever ends. You don't just, you know, put out a few YouTube videos and that's the end of your fucking, you know, great work. It doesn't end until people start getting it. And uh, hopefully it really doesn't end until everyone gets it in, in all of reality. That, that would be the ideal condition of reality. But what I found doing this for five years now is that a lot of people don't want to hear it and they don't want to understand and they very stubborn uh, some you know some people will be openly hostile if you push it on them and what i found is best for those people who just want to remain ignorant is to just not worry about them uh you know i don't worry about those people and um what's coming around the corner from these authoritarian slave master bill gates types is not going to be good for people who uh, are arrogant and stubborn and refuse this type of information. And, um, you know, there's there's a bright silver lining to the horrible dark cloud of uh, authoritarianism. And the silver lining is that... Uh, some of the people in reality who are the most stubborn might actually uh, be removed from reality, if you know what I mean. One second. Sorry about that. That was my um, air conditioner. You know, as you can see, uh, another difference between me and Mark is he's been doing this for a long time. Very dedicated person. I've got a lot of things going on in my life outside of just teaching natural law. Uh, so my uh, camera equipment, you know, my computing resources, my, um, I don't have a studio, you know, he, he kind of does it out of his one bedroom apartment. I've got, kind of got some, some better things going on, you know, as far as my living area, but at the same time that kind of requires some attention and certainly a lot of funds, which I'm lacking right now. So, um. You know, I've, I'm juggling quite a few different things, but again, it's not a burden for me. None of none of those things are burdens for me, because uh, I don't. I just choose not to have burdens in my life. So, um, you know, I'm doing this on my iPhone. I don't have 
a decent video camera at all. I mean, I've got one, but it's actually so old that it's kind of difficult to even use as far as the software on it. And, you know, the video formats, I found that the iPhone actually just is easier and the video's about, you know, the same. Yeah, the audio turns out better on the iPhone. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a fancy backdrop. I don't, I have the, this, this light over here is actually on my back porch. Pretty decent lighting at night. Uh, I'm kind of impressed with the way it, the way it looks so far. But uh, Mark, he's got a lot of um, technological, you know, competency going on there. He's even got his own studio, his own um, camera crew, his own. Um, you know, he's got a live broadcast show that he can have guests on, and uh, there's a lot of power in that. Got his own website, which you know I code. If I really wanted, I could learn to um, put together uh, a pretty decent looking website, but it, that would be, you know, hundreds of hours of uh, me doing that. I mean, I tried having a website in the past, and what I found was that it was only very marginally useful. Um, and uh, the, the fees, again, because of my finances, the amount of money it costs to host the website, even though it's only... $30 a year, you know, I'm, just, I'm really that that broke right now. I mean, I could afford $30 a year, but not if I'm going to have to uh, spend, you know, hundreds of hours trying to make it look really nice. For now, I'm just on library.tv and uh, on BitChute, and, you know, until I get a, an actual following, it seems like a kind of a waste of my time and money to... Um, even have a re have a website. So I used to have a website, NathanCrabtree.com, but uh, I took that down. Um, so you know, I'm not I'm not permanently close-minded to having a single a website for myself. I just kind of would wait, rather wait until there's actually people listening to me and reaching out to me before I were to go and do something like that. So for now, I just kind of library.com tv slash at sign anarchy is kind of my home my home page on the internet um you know i do a little bit on facebook uh i'm on mines nathan crabtree on mines and uh, i'd encourage people who are listening to me if you're also doing this kind of teaching work to uh, reach out and um, invite me on your show or uh I'm supposed to be on someone's show this week actually so that that'll be interesting but um you know, until I get that big following, I'm just kind of doing the the groundwork. Uh, I do a lot of work in person. You know, I talk about this to people in person. And, um, you know, what Mark says is that it's not an effective way to reach the masses. And I would agree, you know, but um, that doesn't mean I shouldn't do it at all. Because it is an effective way to reach the local people who, you know, in my area, there's, you know, two or three hundred thousand local people. So, you know, obviously I'm not going to reach all of those people but you know if I can reach over the course of you know five ten years if I could reach a couple hundred people you know really get them to deeply study natural law I was able to do that with one guy who has his own podcast uh, it's called Interverse Podcasts, and um, I was actually able to to get him to listen to all 200 Matt you know Mark Passio episodes and his latest guest on his show was a natural law kind of expert and, uh, you know, it was a very enlightening show about the, um, 
legal system and how insane it is. You know, the crazy language they use that no one can understand except people who've studied it, studied it in grad school and shit. You know, designed to a... Uh, the reason they use that language is so that you can't understand the ways they're screwing you over. <laughs> but, you know, life should be much simpler than that. And people shouldn't have to go learn some slave master's language, you know, in order to uh, just grow their own food and survive. That's, you know, that's all evil that shouldn't be in the reality. And we should all stop being complacent and uh, allowing it to just continue to exist because it's very unhealthy. And, um, you know, it might sound like I'm rambling, but the thing about doing the great work is, again, it's a long-term battle. And, you know, I'm not just going to summarize it all up in one clean little video, um, especially at my current level, which is still kind of be a beginner. One clean little video and put it out there and that's the end of it. Uh, it's kind of like a um, something that has to be continually done. So, you know, in order to do it the best way that I feel, I just, you know, I only say what I feel like saying. And so far, I, I like giving this kind of personal backdrop to, let's say, get my audience interested in what I have to say as a person, you know, instead of just some random head, you know, that some, from some guy they've never met, you know, telling them they must you must listen to me because I have all the secrets of the universe you know I'd like to you know for you to understand why this information matters you know my personal relationship to to this information and uh, you know trying to help other people learn how it's gone for me so that I can then inspire you to you know get on the uh, playing field or battlefield or you know the information war you could call it um, and, you know, get in other people's heads, too, um, because it's not that scary. You don't have to be like Mark Passio. You don't have to be as dedicated as Mark Passio, but it does help. You know, I'm I'm pretty dedicated, honestly. I mean, one of the most dedicated people I've ever met, besides Mark, I mean, that I've ever really met. You know, I met Max Egan, which uh, he's, he's doing really awesome on his Crow House uh, station, the Crow House, on library. Um, he's got some really good uh, research that he's doing on uh, and all these you know major issues we've seen this year. Earlier it was the Australia fire wildfires, quote-unquote wildfires. Now it's the um, coronavirus and you know all that BS they're fucking doing. He's really good at trying to get get people to go arrest these stupid parasites and, you know, just, you know, we have to do it. If, if people don't do do that, you know, they're just going to be used up and throw, their empty corpses will be thrown into a mass grave if, if they don't get off their ass and start arresting, you know, these criminals that, that are just openly operating as a, as a gang, you know, and I'm talking about the local authorities. How are you going to go on arrest, you know, criminals like Epstein and fucking Hillary Clinton when you when you can't even arrest the local branch of that gang, which is your local sheriff and your local police, you know? The crimes that they're committing on a daily basis with the, uh, the, the just the blatant hypocrisy, the blatant gang mentality, 
the blatant uh, stealing from people, the blatant ar armed robbery on the side of the highway, armed highway robbery, those people need to be held accountable for those crimes. And just, you know, the fact that they're doing a job is no fucking excuse. People shouldn't tolerate, I'm just doing my job and, uh, you know, I'm paid to, to laser people and then to threaten them and coerce them into paying the state money. That shouldn't be accepted by anyone. And it starts with your local area, you know? I, I put these videos out to reach the world, you know, but until I become free fully, it's kind of difficult, you know, to help other people be free. Compared to, you know, if I was already there. If I was already in a, you know, a free pocket of the world where I wasn't under direct, you know, duress and coercion, you know, from the state, I would feel, uh, you know, I'd have a lot more resources. I wouldn't have to pay rent. I wouldn't have to pay mortgage. I, you know, wouldn't have to go worrying about money so much. And I could just do things like this. But the world is so far away from that paradigm shift. You know, my personally, I've, I've got a lot of freedom compared to a lot of people in reality. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. But, you know, there's only two mistakes on the path to truth. Not starting and not going all the way. And uh, I would say the same for the path to freedom. And there's only two mistakes, not starting and not going all the way to freedom. You know, you, you tent pitchers who are perfectly fine just uh, pitching their tent halfway to freedom, you know? And when you've got a society as a whole that does that and they're just like, well, we've got a U.S. Constitution, you know, we're allowed to eat, we're allowed to eat certain types of ice cream you know, a bunch of different flavors of ice cream, you know, we can go to McDonald's, they even let us have beer, you know, I mean, that's, if you, if you ask me, that's free, we're, we're free in America, we can vote for whoever, for what side ever, you know, we can vote Republican or Democrat, that's pretty free, you know, if you don't like it, just go and run for office, that's like the mindset that a lot of people are stuck in, and they're not even anywhere near absolute freedom not even anywhere close to that you know there's they, the fact that these banking cartels are op openly operating with no accountability and nobody fucking informing them that they're that, you know part of organized crime is just sad and unsustainable and is going to end in a lot of people either starving to death or being thrown into a concentration camp and with the coronavirus thing, it's like they're just pushing harder and harder for that because they see how fucking complacent everyone is and how uh, disorganized and how stupid they are. And they're like, it's like a blitzkrieg almost. They're just like, let's see how many rights we can take this year. Let's see, just so let's just push full steam ahead and see where the point of resistance, where somebody will actually disobey us. You know, and with that with that strategy, is look at what they've accomplished this year. They've gutted the fucking economy and uh, shut people's businesses down. They've got people locked in a cage, afraid. they got people wearing masks in public, like fucking retards. You know, I mean, I still watch Mark. A lot of people can't stomach how intense he is, but, you know, me being a, a fiery Leo sign, I like intensity. Intensity, to me, just really uh turns me on i don't know some it does something to me on a physiological level so i for one get a lot out of mark passio's intensity but not everyone is like that understandably so you know i just happen to have a little bit you know better 
cardio health, I would say. Uh, a little less cortisol. I'm a much calmer person when I'm... You know, and I've met Mark in person. He's very calm in person, strangely. I, you know, when he's around like-minded people who are supporting him and want to hear what he has to say, very, very calm person. Very personable. I think it's just when he gets on his um, podcast and he starts talking about all this evil shit, it just really makes his blood boil. Especially when he sees that he's been doing this for, what, 15 years now or something. And, you know, he the world isn't free yet. And, you know, it, it would appear that things are even getting worse on some level. Just makes him, like, wonder, is anyone fucking listening to me? Listening to me at all? Like, why aren't you guys fucking... Why am I the only one with a with my own website putting the information out in such a perfect way? How come it's just me? You know, and... Again, my listeners might not even know who the fuck Mark Passio is, but, you know, you, you might just find it funny that I bringing him up so often, like I have some kind of man crush on him or something, but really he's just kind of inspired me to do all of this work. Uh, I would encourage you to go listen to his work, you know, but if you can't fucking stomach him, well, I accept that, and that's why I'm here doing it too, because not very many people are, I don't know, if, I don't know, I certainly, I, 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 I eat all of it up, I, fi I find it to be just entertaining when he whenever he gets into his rage tirades i find it entertaining sometimes earlier this latest podcast i actually was like well you know um your guests are are there on the show he it seemed like they pulled the guest up first guest maybe maybe the first guest had a camera issue and then that just kind of caused him to go off like short-tempered it was my was my um kind of opinion of his most recent show he seemed a little short-tempered and uh it's like you know with the with the fiery anger issue you know anger kind of energy the fiery energy of anger if it's not under you know some amount of control and you're just letting it build up and bottle up and, and then you're just spewing fireballs out out your mouth <laughs> at all times which you know that can that can be destructive, and uh, but I don't know. I, I I just had this idea in my head that maybe he shouldn't have lashed out on his audience and the, and the his guest speakers at that time. But you know, at the same time, it's like he's been doing it for so long. He's starting to getting get impatient because you know he's expressed that he doesn't really want to be doing this for much longer or forever. You know, he's got other things in his life that he would enjoy much more. And I would say that, you know, right there, that's kind of a problem, even for him, even though I've benefited so much from his work. Like, in general, um, you tend to do things that that you enjoy better than things that are a burden for you. So that's kind of why I have a different approach to it, and I feel like that approach will serve me very well, be much more sustainable. It might even make my content... A little better, you know, for certain people to take in. The, just the fact that I'm kind of enjoying making these videos and it's fun for me will maybe make the give the whole thing a bit more of a light-hearted, kind of uh, easily absorbable. You know, for certain people who who like me as a as a teacher and a person, they might you know benefit a lot from. Uh, my approach and, you know, seeing the contrast to Mark's approach might, 
you know, welcome certain people that he just, for some reason, turns off. Maybe he triggers people who have, uh, you know, trauma, you know, of somebody getting angry at them, and every time they fucking hear someone angry, they just shut down and, like, go into some kind of, uh, PTSD downward spiral nightmare or something and you know those those type of for those type of people who just can't hear it from Mark because he's too angry you know you got a lot of like new age law of attraction people who um, could also really benefit from learning natural law deeply and uh, you know when they hear Mark lashing out with the anger and stuff they're like oh god what is this guy gonna manifest if I if I listen to him I'm gonna fucking I'll, I'll end up that angry, and then all my fucking life's work of trying to attract good things will be ruined. You know, um, seriously though, there's probably been people who have thought that exact thing when it comes to Mark Passio's work, so. There's so many different reasons, other than just those two examples of why multiple people, you know, millions of people ideally, or more, should be teaching this, is because, um, you know, like Mark speaks English, like who's gonna go teach the Spaniards? Who's gonna teach the Chinese people natural law? I don't I can't even do that. Even if I had a really fancy website, I couldn't, I couldn't teach German people this if they don't speak English. You know, that's why you need teachers around the world all doing it. It's not a fucking option. I mean, the other option is giving your power away and letting authoritarians potentially just, just uh, throw you in a fucking cage forever and lock the key, which is, you know, the systems they're building. It's just, it just looks like a fucking Orwellian night nightmare, straight out of George Orwell. Like, I was listening to Max Egan today talking about the kind of smart prison technology that the BBC, the BBC was putting this out on their website, uh, about what they want to see in these big major cities, and it just looked like a hell world. Like... No one's allowed to ever fucking talk to each other anymore, or see each other, or touch each other, you know? The social distancing, mandatory vaccines, you know? Still have to go to work, though. But you're not allowed to look at anyone, or even fucking talk to anyone. They even have a little thing you wear on your chest that, that if you get too close to someone else, it'll, it'll start beeping really loud and draw a bunch of attention to yourself. It's just pure, utter insanity. You know, I, I would recommend people watch uh, Mark Cassio, um, Max Egan on The Crow House, and uh, Jeff Berwick's another one of my favorites. His, I think his current show is still called The Dollar Vigilante, but um, on YouTube I think he's got a channel, The Lucy and Jeff Show. Um, he's on Library, Do Dollar Vigilante. I like Jeff a lot. You know, he resonates really well with me. Being someone, Jeff being someone who's kind of like financially successful, which is where I would like to be, but also, um, kind of a, uh, more light-hearted type of person, but, you know, very aware. Kind of got a big network of anarchists. He used to host this conference, um, that, he has to had a podcast, The Anarchast, and he would host this pot conference called Anarcha Del Anarcha Polco. And that conference has been copied in multiple big cities, and Mark Passio was doing one participating with, you know, one called Anarchadelphia in Philadelphia. You know, so Jeff's definitely done his share, for sure. You know, again, the work never ends. He's still doing his share is the key. He didn't, he's not done his share. He's still doing his share. Because this work doesn't end until we're actually free as a society. 
And you'll know when we're free because there won't be any enemies in reality. There won't be any, you know, massive powerful groups hell-bent on just taking more and more freedom every day. That's when you know we'll be free. You know, is when we can uh, not have to worry about driving down the street and then uh, your local sheriff fucking taking you to, taking you to fucking jail for speeding or some shit or for not for not having a license or whatever the fuck you know because you have a warrant out for your arrest because of a fucking computer error or something some bullshit you know not having to you know having to fight for your life against gang members either that or just comply with their fucking dictates and end up in a fucking prison because that's what people get when you comply with tyrants they end up just throwing you in a cage and locking the door that's what they want you can't just endlessly comply with these people and expect it to go well. They have to be resisted. Dodged or resisted or, you know, teach natural laws so that nobody will fucking listen to them anymore and we can all resist them together. But doing nothing and just and being complacent when there's, there's gang members trying to take your life and freedom is a bad idea. You know, that's not something that someone is pacifism. Like a baby it would be pacified. You know, they can't, they literally can't do anything, a baby. It's, it's acceptable for a baby to be a pacifist because it literally can't defend itself from armed gang members. But for an entire population of adults, you know, millions and hundreds of millions of adults to just all be pacified babies, that's, that's not going to end well. You know, when you got ba people who drink babies' blood, you know, Hillary, Hillary Clinton the vampire drinking the blood of children. You know, when you've got 300 million adult children who are, you know, complete mind control slaves to the mass media and the government, you know, it's bad, bad reality to be in. And I can see that, and I, you know, I've been obsessively, not quite obsessively, just healthfully thinking about it regularly for the last three years, because I don't want to fucking live in a stupid reality with these brainwashed fucking zombies everywhere. Like... Who, who would actually want to be in the reality like that, you know? Where people are this fucking ignorant. That they just allow these bankers to fucking ruin people's lives. They, you know, the, the, economy, the dollar economy, they just allow it to just continue destroying more and more people's lives. They even birth children into this fucking reality. And then send them to the fucking public schools. They're that fucking stupid. They're just handing their kids over to the altar of Satan. You know, that's fucking unacceptable to me, so. I was going to title this video, The Fundamentals of Natural Law, or All About Natural Law, or something, you know? And, uh, but this is gonna be a series, again, I'm gonna have to, m you know, many All About Natural Law videos. You know, because it's a, not a, not even that complicated of a subject, but, you know, I just don't feel like being super dry and, like, getting to the point right now. I kind of did that in my natural law handout, which is on my library, library.tv slash anarchy channel. You can download that, and it's fairly condensed, and uh, there's a lot of extra information in there, you know, examples, but, you know, all the basics are kind of towards the front of the, uh, the handout, and, uh, and the reason I call it a handout is because you should download it, print it off, and hand it out to people. If you if you or you know modify it if you think you can do it better in a way that maybe to just take out my personal take on it or you know cut and paste email it you know share it on you know Facebook or whatever the fuck you use 
share it on your 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 channel. You know, because there's a big job that has to be done. And uh, you know, don't don't let that become a burden, or else you might end up like Mark Cassio. <laughs> For me, it's fun. I, I'm kind of just woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, hey, I feel like helping Mark Cassio out. Why not? Why not right now? Let's do it. Um, so I, I think that's gonna you know serve me well. I've already got like almost 40, 40 followers on a library. God. <laughs> I need about 40 million followers is what I need, so. In time though, as long as I keep enjoying this process, um, you know, because what good is 40 million followers when you just hate everything? You just hate your whole fucking life. Yeah, you've got 40 million followers, but your life just fucking sucks and you're about to die because you're just that stressed out and that depressed. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like this work can be done in a way that isn't stressful and that's not a burden and that's easy and, you know, fun. And I feel, I feel like, at least for me, that's the best way to go. I'm not saying that's the best way for everyone or anything. Just, you know, some people really, you know, enjoy being angry. Honestly, some people do. I enjoy it sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's appropriate. Sometimes anger is, you know, the right emotion for the, for the time. You know, and it can actually be kind of fun and life enlivening in those moments. You know, when when you should feel anger, if you just let it be there and embrace it, that can actually be quite a quite quite a adrenaline fueled, you know, anger fueled ride that might actually end up being fun. You know, in a strange way, I've I've certainly experienced that. You know, but um. When it becomes a burden, then it's just like, well, you're just the angry guy that no one wants to fucking listen to because it's just, you know, s sad how angry you are. And that's, I'm not saying that's what Mark is or anything, but uh, today it, it, he just was seemed a little bit short-tempered today, and it was almost like it, uh, yeah, I don't know, and from my perspective it was almost like it had a negative effect on, you know, his stated intention. Which this time was to have, you know, some guests on. It's been a while since he's had guests on the show. So, uh, you know, I, I was looking forward to hearing from him, but he shut the whole thing off. I was like, damn, Mark, that guy. Yeah, the first one didn't quite have it together in five seconds, but by by the time you you went off on him, there was the guy was ready. There was a guy on the show pulled up. The guest was there within five seconds, but you shut the whole thing down. Like, that's almost just, like, short-tempered, you know? Like, like me, are you okay? <laughs> Is this getting to your head a little bit? Like, you know, he even said that he was thinking about taking a hiatus, you know, just for for his sanity and health, you know. So hopefully he does a little bit of, you know, what you call shadow work or introspection, and you know, maybe he'll come back and he'll be like a, a little a little more. I think he's. I think it's like the anger is almost overtaken him sometimes, but I still listen to him because I, I still like the guy. Um, you know, but I, I don't really fool myself into thinking that everyone's going to be resonating with that at all times, you know, because even people around me, they, they, some of the people around me refuse to ever listen to Mark Passio, and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to be your teacher then, and I try, some of them, again, are just determined to reject the truth of natural law, and, uh, 
again, it's sad when people choose to be that way. You know, I still I still work on them when I feel like working on them. A key word there, whenever it's fun for me to try to get them to learn a little more. You know, I'm thinking about family members in, in this case, you know. They certainly haven't embraced the great work and took it, took it up themselves. You know, getting family members to admit they were wrong. It's not, it doesn't have to be difficult, but in my case, it, it, it has been. So, uh, again, though, I'm not quite worried about those people who uh, refuse the truth because they're just so stubborn and such know-it-alls. They can't, you know, their teachability index is zero. When it, once you once you become a know-it-all who can't be taught anything, you know because you already know it and you know you can't be wrong. You can't be wrong about anything. Otherwise, your ego is triggered and you, you know it hurts your self-esteem. Then your teachability index is zero, and no matter what somebody tries to do to teach you, you just won't learn because you you're too arrogant and stubborn and too much of a fucking retard at that point. And I don't. I just don't fucking waste my time or I mean some it's not a waste of time if I enjoy doing it but you know I'm not attached to those people getting it again there's a big murder train coming down the track and it's gonna run those people over a lot of them at least and you know the the silver lining to that tragedy is that yeah at least there won't be a bunch of stubborn idiots manifesting shit unconsciously you know refusing to be helped toxic fucking fucking jackasses that think they know everything. At least those fucking retards, flag wavers, you know, who, who you can't t even tell, you can't tell them anything because they just don't, they're not interested. At least they won't be in reality anymore. And, you know, like, this, that's the silver lining to genocide, to, to democide, which is genocide by government. <laughs> the silver lining is a bunch of, you know, ignorant, ignoramuses aren't going to exist anymore. And, you know, that might sound elitist, but that, in my opinion, that would be the silver lining is, you know, at least we don't have these uh, unteachable retards unconsciously manifesting, you know, you know, like it's like a nation of sheep begets a government of wolves. It's one of Mark Passio's songs that he wrote, but it's kind of true. It's like, you know, if you don't want there to be, you know, parasites and uh, gang members and, uh, predators everywhere well when you've got a nation of sheep way too many of these fucking just half-baked morons the worst ones are the ones that are just arrogant that's the worst type of you know half-baked brain-dead zombie is the ones that think they know everything they're not they, they think their life is going perfectly well and they don't need anyone to tell them anything to change up the, you know, what they've got going on, you know, because anyone who does that is, is, uh, a f they think they, from their perspective, think that the teachers are the, are the morons. I mean, those, those people are so delusional, so have their heads so far up their ass that they just look like they, they're not going to be helped. So, uh, I'm not trying to, um, help those people per se. I mean, if I do, it's only because I feel like helping them at the time, but, um, you know, I'm not attached to them getting it. They, the eugenicists, I guess, will take care of those those fuckers, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are looking for answers, and, you know, after some murder train rolls through your town, 
that might be traumatic enough for some of those people to shake them out of the fucking coma they're in. And they, um, shake them out. You know, it might bitch slap their ego and take them down, you know, where they, they thought they had all the answers. But then the murder train came through their town and they're like, well, well shit. You know, and then they then they see everyone around them get slaughtered, and they're like, "Uh, how did that? How did we come to? How did we get end up here? Because I thought everything was going great, and then all of a sudden there's a murder train." You might just wait. You know, for those people who are so stubborn, you might just wait till after the murder train runs through their town and and annihilates all their friends and all their coworkers and throws them in a concentration camp and then they escape the concentration camp because then they've proven that they love themselves. They've probably been, you know, humiliated enough and their ego's been taken down a notch and they, they might be looking for answers at that point. And, and they, then their teachability index might go up a little bit. Then you can, you know, get the truth in and they will readily absorb it and, and be thankful for it because it'll put it into perspective and be like, oh, I was such an idiot in the past. I thought I knew everything, and you know, even somebody even tried to tell me this one time, and then I just was like a total jerk to that guy, you know. Just and that's why I had to be murdered by the murder train because I was such a fucking jerk to someone who's just trying to teach natural law. You know, I had the chance, but then I, I was just too much of a fucking toxic, arrogant asshole. To me, it's funny, but it's also true. So, I don't worry that much about those people. I'm, this is going to be a multi-part video, and uh, I might just save the actual natural law teachings for uh, the next part of the series. You know, because I don't want to make a seven-hour video. I mean, Mark Passio has a seven-hour natural law, uh, eight-hour natural law, you know, he made an event one time and invited people to it where he just gave me a lecture on natural law for eight hours straight. And that's where I first learned about it was that natural law seminar. And uh, it was very brilliant work. Excellent work, you know. Do I feel like doing that right now in the dark with no nobody listening and, uh, you know, only 40 followers on library? Not quite yet, but... um. If you made it this far into the video, I guess I'll just go ahead and throw a little bit of the natural law out there. It's basically like right from wrong, right versus wrong, objectively, meaning in actual reality, outside of human opinion or perspective. This is not my opinion on right and wrong. This is the actual laws in nature that determine whether or not you're going to suffer and feel pain and whether or not the society is going to be free or enslaved. And uh, it's all dependent on human choice, you know, and, and the information that humans are basing those choices on. Whether or not that information is correct uh, and accurate and in alignment with objective reality and truth. Or if it's a delusional, you know, mind control program or just, you know, a bad idea that's not based in truth. You know, or a religious, you know, or like government being a bad idea that's not based in truth and people are making behavioral decisions based on that kind of cult programming and then they end up demociding and mass murdering each other like that's an example of somebody who doesn't understand natural law and so they're used up by like a pen energetic pendulum called the government that um just takes control of their entire body and reality gets them doing things that uh, no sane person would ever do and even even if they weren't working for government they, they would be like no I would never go and 
throw someone in a cage. That's violent. But but when they're when they're doing the job, they're like, well, I'm getting paid to throw someone in a cage, so um, you know it's not my fault. <laughs> Wrong. Like you you can't. Another thing about natural law is you can't throw. You can't place the blame for your own actions on someone else. Ultimately, like ultimately, you did it, so you you are held accountable more so than even the people brainwashing you. But uh, they should be held accountable too, of course, for brainwashing. But a short list of wrongdoings, which like don't steal, you know, don't murder, don't rape, don't assault people, and don't trespass on other people's shit, don't don't um, vandalize things. You know, it's like. If you could summarize natural law in less than a minute, it's basically that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's so complicated about that. That um, people, you know, it's the brainwashing. It's so what's so complicated. It's not the uh, the truth isn't really complicated at all. You can you can say it in like under a minute. It's just like don't steal things, don't hurt people, and especially innocent people. You know, you're allowed to defend yourself from um, violent perpetrators. With, you know, martial arts and shit. Guns. That's perfectly acceptable under national, natural law. And it's and not only is it acceptable, but it's encouraged. You know, it's a good thing to do. Defend yourself from fucking dangerous pedophiles who want to steal your kids. You know, kidnap them. People who want to take, take what's other people's property and then destroy it, you know. Those people might need a, pun a good punch in the face or something. That's why I practice martial arts. Might even put in another video out of me practicing martial arts. <laughs> Just a short one. Kind of as a joke, because like me preparing for war. What, have you, what are you doing to prepare for war? I, I run 30 miles a week and practice punching people in the face. So, <laughs> I'm doing my share. Well, there will be certainly be more of these natural law videos for for y'all, cause um, I feel like that was a pretty simplified breakdown. Not even necessarily oversimplified, cause it's a very simple simple concept. But uh, sometimes you gotta explain it to people in a from from many different angles for them to you know fully get the the big picture of what's happening on Earth, cause that's important too. That's why Mark's podcast is called "What on Earth Is Happening," cause it's important to know about that. Otherwise, you end up like a, a fucking moron who thinks that the Republican Party is, you, you know, going to protect you. Which is not. That's not even their stated intention. And if you if you listen deeply to what they say, that's not even their stated intention. So, just like the bank's stated intention isn't even necessarily to help you in any way. Although they're 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 pretty notorious liars. Like they they might actually be telling people. They do actually tell people that. I drive drive by the banks and I see their billboards and they they certainly pretend to be a helpful part of the community, which is just sick. I was driving through Springfield the other day and um, somebody just mowed down uh, almost an acre or more of uh, like 200 year old trees in the middle of the city. You know, it's like, these people are so fucking dumb that they will choose fake invisible money over oxygen. 
Like the trees make oxygen and cities kind of need, especially cities, especially these cities where there's so many cars, they need something to filter out their air, like a tree, a healthy natural tree that's 200 years old. But they just they just destroyed uh, at least an acre of these old trees. And I found out why they did it, because somebody knew the person who owned the property, and the reason they did it is because they couldn't sell the property with the trees on the property, because no one would buy trees in the middle of the city if they can't turn it into a... You know, some kind of junk food station or a gas station or something. So he's like, well, I this, I own, I quote unquote own this property even though I never use it and it's a financial burden for me. So let's just cut all the fucking trees down so I can sell it for fake money that doesn't even exist except in a computer software. It's like, this is how fucked up people are in the head, dude. They've just cut down an entire acre of 200 year old trees in a place that needs trees because of the polluted air. And the only reason you're doing that is for fake money that some banker down the street just made up. Like that's like the level of delusion is um a thousand percent diluted at that point. It's like fully mind virus contaminated. The, the those people like again, I was like, can this person even be helped? I think people can be, but you know, it might just take you know, a hundred people surrounding them who have already been healed, all shouting in their face that natural law is the way to go and you shouldn't cut trees down for them to really snap out of it. Like, you know, I might not, I may or may not be able to snap a person that sick in the head out of this, out of their delusion, but if I were to, if I were to get, start getting people around them, you know, and like if I were to get, let's say thousands and thousands of people in the city who that they live in that city to, to really come online uh, and to start getting getting on the battlefield and talking to those other people, then the guy might be a little more open because he's now heard it uh, from a hundred different people. You know, and it seems like everyone's now talking about this. Maybe I should listen, you know. But as long as it's just me saying it and I'm the only person in town ever saying anything about this, it's easy to just ignore me. And the same goes for Mark Cassio or any, you know, anarchist or natural law teacher. It's like, as long as you're the only person doing it, you know, you're kind of, you kind of can't be too attached to uh, certain people uh, uh, adopting and being excited to hear it, you know? Just don't worry about those people so much. That's what I see. Just go for the easy targets, the ones who, who are not, you know, maybe maybe their life isn't going super hot. And so they don't have a reason to have a giant ego and to be super fucking arrogant and smug and know-it-all. You know, maybe don't worry about the arrogant, smug, idiot know-it-alls. Because, you know, their teachability index might only be this much. They might only be this interested in learning anything from anyone. And maybe the only people they want to learn from are other like ignoramus male dominators who have an even bigger ego maybe that's what their priority is, is let's just see how big i can and how toxic i can get a gent, how big and toxic and and disgusting i can get and so the only people they listening listen to are you know idiots who've uh, who've got bigger egos you know possibly more money and even more toxic lifestyle habits and arrogant fucking big-headedness maybe that that's who that's their heroes and i'm just not that that type of person so they have no reason to listen to me
Maybe I'm just more of the, the small little humble crystal spider that is just whispering in their ear and they're like, oh, why should I listen to you? You don't even, you don't even eat meat. You don't even eat meat and you don't even drink. You don't even drink alcohol. I shouldn't listen to you. You're a fucking loser. You don't even have $10 billion. I'm trying to be a billionaire. Uh, I'm already a multimillionaire. I'm trying to take take my rape and extraction of the earth resources um, to the next level. So that's why I listen to people like Elon Musk. He he was on Joe Rogan, you know. And Joe Rogan, you know, he's a respectable character. Uh, MMA fighter, cage fighter, multimillionaire, you know. Doesn't ever talk about natural law, though. If natural law had any value, I would have heard it on Joe Rogan by now. Well, uh, I feel like I've rambled on for enough for now. Hopefully this video was entertaining and hopefully it gets someone to download my natural law guide. Don't forget about that because that's where a lot of the best information is, is in that guide. I'm going to be putting it in video format too. So uh, I just, I felt like I've rambled enough, you know. I just call this the intro to natural law. How about that? And then somebody might get a kick out of it. I, I certainly get a kick out of making videos like this, so... In my mind, it's a win-win, you know? And I'm not just, like, getting off my life path and sacrificing everything I wanted to do in life, which, you know, Mark Passio said he's done that sometimes, which is kind of sad, but he did get the information out in a very powerful way. And, you know, now we just got to take it to the next level of getting, you know, more and more people to hear it and teach it. So, I, I agree with him on that one. But, uh, I, for one, enjoy teaching natural law, and, uh, it's easy for me. And, um... And you know why that is? Just because I choose for it to be. It's as simple as that. I mean, I, I also teach people uh, something I learned called reality transurfing. Uh, it's kind of like a law of attraction thing. And I teach people how to get their subconscious minds in alignment. I, I, I've done a lot of plant medicine work um, with peyote and ayahuasca and uh, mushrooms, different fucking sacraments. And, um, yeah, I really got my fucking... Uh, manifestation down my subconscious is pretty healed you know I'm, I'm manifesting things in a much more efficient and coherent manner and I got a lot of good things going on in my life and um, big part of that is to not fight your own tendencies you know not not to take on burdens maybe not try to try to save the world unless you really feel passionate about it so you know, a, a good secret on that front is the um, mental attitude that you only do things that you genuinely feel like doing at all times. And that you never do anything you don't feel like doing. That's a helpful attitude, but it's also got to be balanced with the the other, you know, subconscious or conscious mental choice that you only feel like doing things that are good for you. And that are good for society and good for the whole and, you know, for the greater good or good for what, you know, is, is best. You only, you only feel like doing the best things that are helpful for everyone. So, um, when you have both of those two things, it's kind of like meta, like, you know, subconscious brain thought, you know, forms or patterns or uh, attitudes going very powerful right there on its own. So, you know, uh, that would explain why I'm so happy and bubbly about, you know, teaching natural law. Because for me, it's just like a funny, fun thing to do that's, you know, also simultaneously helping people. 
you know, I, I enjoy it. So I, I could do this forever, literally forever. And it'd be, it'd, you know, be fun for me. But for now, this video is already 48 minutes long, almost an hour long video. I, I kind of like to break the videos up into shorter videos, you know, because of people's damaged attention span. And people are used to fucking TikTok videos, and this this is already like a marathon for someone to watch this. They're like, well, I could just I could watch three episodes of something on Netflix before I I finish this random guy talking about, rambling on about Mark Passio and natural law. I could have watched three fucking you know Dancing with the Stars episodes by now. Like again, I'm not too worried about those people. The, the TV watchers, you know, are they ever gonna be, are they ever gonna get on natural, on library.tv and see my anarchy channel? Are they ever gonna see me on Facebook posting this content or on mines? Likely not, you know, but I don't need to worry about them because they're outside of my sphere of influence. You know, they're still manifesting things and the murder train is still coming for them, but I'm not super, so attached to them getting it that I'm gonna go out of my way and, like, hang out in a toxic place like one of these big cities, which, you know, Mark Passio's still in, still in Philadelphia. I'm not going to go hang out in, Phil in Springfield or, you know, Branson, Missouri, or any of these prison cells full of these toxic dickbags just, just for the sake of them learning natural law when half of them, half of them can't be taught, you know. You know, and you don't want to assume people can or can't can't be taught. You just put the information out when you feel like doing it, you know. And, you know, let let reality do the rest. And, you know, it's kind of like planting a seed. And then later you come back and maybe water it a little bit. But I found a lot of success with printing those get that guide out I made. Maybe you need to make your own guide that has your energetic signature on it. That's, you know, something I'd encourage you to do. I, I listened to Mark Passio for so long that I literally, it was like I had brainwashed myself almost with his information. So it's, it's deep, deep in my subconscious. You know, I can, I can almost channel his energy if I felt like doing that. I can feel, I, sometimes I can say exactly what he would say verbatim because I've heard him say it, you know, a hundred fucking times at least. Uh, so, you know, I've got my, my head around the information very, very competent. Uh, you know, it's in my brain. I can pull it out, throw it out at any time without even thinking about it. I can just rat and ramble. See, I, I, didn't, I did this entire hour-long video with no notes, and um, when it came down to actually talking about the difference between right and wrong, it just came right out my mouth without me even having to double-think anything, because I teach it all the time, and uh, I listen to it. Before I started teaching, I'd end up listening to it for hundreds and hundreds of hours, getting it, you know, rep repetitious. Mark Passio is very repetitive. You know, another reason why people might not want to listen to his content is he tends to repeat himself over and over and over, and he's even called himself Mr. Broken Record, which is kind of cool. But, um, you know, he seems to be dedicated, you know, it's just... And my mind, until he starts to really feel like he's... You know, feel better emotionally, like he's, um, like his entire life is going in a great direction and he's seeing a lot of progress in reality. That would help him a lot. If, if people in reality were starting to get it, starting to teach it, you know, that would help him a lot. Maybe he'll stumble upon my anarchy channel on library.tv and, you know, benefit from one of these videos. We, 
We can only hope so, but, uh, you know, my style is going to be different than, than his style. It's going to be different than your style and Jeff Berwick's style, so. That's why mini hands make light work, and, uh, I'll just see, you know, what, what people I can influence. And hopefully get my following bigger than fucking 39 people. But I did just start that Anarchy channel. My old channel, Nathan's Freedom Zone, has old, all my old content, which I've been doing this for... Four years now, got content that's entertaining and sometimes it goes goes back four years if you really like me as a teacher, you like my energy, or maybe you even have a crush on me or something. You can go back and see my development and see all the hilarious things I used to see on my Nathan's Freedom Zone podcasts. So that's on library.tv slash at sign Nathan's Freedom Zone. And uh, yeah, the, the old audio only podcast goes back probably at least three years now. So, uh, a lot of good stuff there. I've been teaching the natural law for quite a while. And, uh, you know, because I enjoy doing it, it's not a burden. And, uh, probably have a lot of success with it, you know. So, uh, hopefully this has inspired some people. I, I am supposed to be a guest on a show soon. Probably tomorrow. Thursday, actually. But, that'll be, that's, that'll be a, a good break for me. Because I was wondering if, like, is anybody ever going to fucking have me on the show? Because I... Or am I? <laughs> it, but sure enough, it happened. So I got what I asked for. I got what I wanted to manifest, which is great. Good confirmation when that happens. So until then, though, uh, truth, love, and freedom.